0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Influence, a social media podcast with Abby Jean and Nate. Over the last couple of years, the world has evolved from going shopping in the store to ordering everything online. Social media not only became a place to shop, date, explore, and advertise, it became a place where we are captivated by a salmon rice recipe, and we are all basing our day around whether or not a 13-year-old pug woke up with bones or no bones.
1: But do you ever wonder how regular people who live regular lives shoot to internet fame overnight? How a trending song turns into thousands or even millions of followers? Do their lives really change? And if so, how? Let's talk about the shift from a 9 a.m. meeting to please like, share, and comment. We're diving into the world of social media with your favorite influencers. This is The Influence a social media podcast. Abby Jean, what's up my friend? Hey.
0: Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm...
1: I missed you. I'm so happy.
0: I missed you too.
1: How was your weekend?
0: You're you're my first um like friend that I met on the internet that I see a lot on yeah. the inter- like we we video chat a lot. Yeah. And so when we don't, I miss you.
1: I miss you. So last week was our launch and I know. I feel we're like doing we're it, baby. We're doing it. I feel like we're getting in a groove. I feel like I know. Yeah, things are falling into place. So I'm super excited. There I've gotten some positive feedback from our first few episodes. Oh, I love
0: that. Yeah. I wanna I wanna know if people we should like take a poll, which which one do you think was our first?
1: Okay. That is a good See if question. they can tell. Yes. So if you don't, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Social Influence ooh, Pod. Ooh, ooh. Drop some things in the comments. Let us know who you thought was our very first interview. First
0: interview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause I definitely feel like of course we get a rhythm and we get more comfortable with every interview. So I'm curious if that came across.
0: I know. Me too. Yeah. Cause like I've been different levels of like, not nervous, but well, nervous, excited for each one for different reasons. Yeah. And like, I wonder if they can tell.
1: Good question. Let us know. I'm such
0: a a fan of everyone that we've met so far that I'm just like, this is so lovely. Also, this is so random, but podcasting has saved me hundreds of dollars.
1: How so? Tell us. Do tell.
0: Because normally I work four days. So I work my 40 hours in four days. So on my three days off, you know, I would, I usually like create a bunch of content on Sundays and then Monday mornings and then all of Monday and all of Tuesday. I just like go
1: go, spend money,
0: (laughs) spend money. (laughs) And like, that sounds so silly, but like, I would, you know, I go get my nails done and then I go to the grocery store and then I go to Alta, and then I go to Target and then I go to Walmart and then I'm like, well, Marshall's won't hurt. It's helped my mental health, my overall just like attitude and my wallet. And
1: my wallet. Yeah. And if it's not like in-person shopping, it's fucking Amazon, right?
0: It's Amazon. Amazon Jeez. is too easy. I think
1: it, it's way too easy. I had to. I had to. I had to step away for a minute, other than like yeah. necessities. You know.
0: Do you get that rush though when you find something so good and you're like,
1: of course.
0: Even just like when you sent me like this is a good microphone, yeah. And I was like, boom, and then it was like there. The next you day were like, like ordered, yeah, Thirty ordered. seconds later. Ordered. Thirty seconds later, and then you were like, this is a good, ordered. I was and like shit, so- I
1: was still looking for options for you <laughs> and you nope, were like ordered. That's
0: the one. Yeah. And then now I'm waiting for my hub.
1: Your hub. Yeah. We're we're learning and and being a little more technically inclined as we go along, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's in your drafts today?
0: <laughs> okay. Honey and I went on vacation. It was my first vacation that I took. Not my first vacation. Like we went away for my birthday for the weekend, but this is my first, like I applied for PTO.
1: Yes. And I was like,
0: yes. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to like go on vacation. Right. And when you live in Florida, you hear everyone going to the Keys, like Key West. And so we did, we did that. We went there. And if you don't, drink alcohol for whatever reason in your life Hmm. you heard it here first do not (laughs) i repeat do not go there
1: oh okay
0: it was shocking
1: yeah you had had, sent me some things that (laughs) weren't very appetizing about about (sighs) it and i mm -hmm. don't drink alcohol either I don't think Key West was like at the top of my list by any means, but I probably. But it was would have on gone, the list. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Now I know.
0: It was just I. I think I was more. There was no like beach. Like you don't go and you don't go to the beach. There's this street called Duval Street, and it's like the closest thing I can think of would probably be like New Orleans during. What's the thing where everyone shows Marty their, Craw. they like flash. Yeah. Okay. It was like that. There was no beads or anything, but it was like starting at 9 a.m. Wow. Just walking around and drinking. drinking. Yeah. And I was like, honey, I swear, if you don't get me a frozen key pie <laughs> and get me the <laughs> hell out of here, you get me home. Okay. <laughs> you get me out of here, baby. And he did. He was oh, like, we're out of here. Nice. I know. Yeah. I had like my first, like <laughs> this is so embarrassing and it's funny now. It was not funny in the moment, Yeah. but I had my first like physical reaction to being in a situation that I didn't want to be in. And I, what I learned is I just like, we were sitting in this sticky, sticky, uh, GROSS. everything in that town is sticky. Okay. And we were in this bar. People who've gone to Key West will know it. It's called Sloppy Joes, which is also very funny because when I was drinking a lot, honey called me Sloppy Jean. <laughs> <laughs> so he made that joke and I laughed because it was very funny. We sit down at the sticky table and our um, honey went to go to the bathroom and our waiter was like, I know who your boyfriend is. And I was like, oh, like, did you go to high school with him? Yeah. What do you mean? And she was like, winking at me. She was like, no, he's that famous actor. And I was like, no, he's not. She was like, it's okay, honey. Like, I know who he is. We have famous people here all the time. I won't say anything. I won't cause a scene. You should be like proud of him for being like, he's what? a celebrity. But she and didn't he have came... a
1: name to? No.
0: Okay. And so I was just weird. like, this is very weird. And then he came and he sat back down And I ordered a Diet Coke. He got a Stella beer, which is like the only alcohol that he drinks, which is very just like annoying to me. Yeah. And then there was like live music playing. Okay. And he was playing popular country music that everyone loves. And I knew the song and I like started to be like, okay, you're fine. Like, just listen to the music. And I did. I panned the room. I panned panned my room with my eyes. Yeah. And I just tears tears were just falling out of my eyes (laughs) but i wasn't crying but i was sad and i was just looking around at all of these people and i was like what are we doing what are we all doing yeah and i was like this is gross and stupid and i wanted to leave and i looked at honey and he looked at me and he was like this is gross and stupid and we have to leave and i was like yes people.
1: Not just leave Sloppy Joes, but <laughs>
2: we have to leave out Key, out of Key West.
1: West. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super excited for today's chat. We are so talking to Nicole from Dope Kitchen. Dope
0: Kitchen! So That's excited. It's going to be so awesome.
1: I'm excited to talk about, well, a lot of things, but like yeah. the aesthetic of her videos and just how beautifully they are like shot and edited. I'm curious, like the process that she uses and like kind of where her ideas come from.
0: I know. And I love, I love when I see a creator who has like these beautifully aesthetic, well put together videos, but it stays so them. Yes, and authentic. Like she's cute and funny, and she makes little jokes. And yeah, you know, there's those cannabis undertones yes. that if you didn't know what she was talking about, you probably would have yeah. no idea. Right. And I just love that. I think yeah. it's so it's good. Like, she nails it.
1: She totally nails it. And I see like little things of her, you know, capitalizing here and there and starting new projects. So mm-hmm. I'm also excited to um, talk about the business side of things with her.
0: Absolutely. I think the last time I used cannabis was probably like, I don't know, five, six years ago. So I'm so curious to hear about her cannabis journey. Yeah,
1: yeah. I couldn't tell you. I guess now I've been sober for six years. I know. Probably, but I hadn't smoked in a while before I I quit drinking. So I would say like, I don't know, eight (laughs) years maybe? Long time, yeah.
0: And apparently it's like, Very different now. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like
1: producing these like (laughs) strains, strains and different levels of intensity. Yes. Uh, Especially she lives in California. So, I mean, she can just walk on down to the dispensary.
0: I think it's so interesting. Dope oh,
1: kitchen. It
0: makes, me, it makes me smile whenever I see yeah. it because I'm like, damn, that's good.
1: It's catchy. It's smart. It's got potential. I, lo- <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love.
0: I love that. Like something is so catchy and good. You're yeah. just like, oh, I bet whatever they fit. Like yeah. whenever they came up with that, they were like, yeah, yes. nailed it. You know? Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, let's upload our chat with the Dope Kitchen.
0: The Dope Kitchen. Let's do this. Let's kick it.
1: Let's kick it.
0: If you haven't heard about anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
1: It's also the easiest way to distribute your podcast to platforms such as Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google, and many more. The best part about anchor it's all free download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started say it all with anchor well we are in the dope kitchen ladies and gentlemen with our new friend nicole welcome we're so happy to chat
2: thank you so much for having me i'm excited to chat with both of you
1: I told Abby Jean, too, you definitely win the award for promptness mm-hmm. in uh, replying to my DM and scheduling this, so we appreciate that as well.
2: I'm glued to my phone all day yeah. long, so I see those DMs coming in hot, so I'm glad it. I could respond quickly.
1: You have an amazing following, so let's kind of just start where you want to start, and what prompted you to start you know sharing on on social and let's kind of just talk about the journey a bit to start with
2: sure so i am one of those people who had zero intention of ever growing a following or becoming a content creator um and i think that's the beauty of tiktok I started posting about a few weeks into the pandemic, so I think everyone can relate to the fact that we were all a little bit anxious and confused I was very depressed at the time, because you know I live in this small studio apartment by myself in Santa Monica and when everyone was kind of following the rules very strictly. I just did not have human interaction for like three weeks and it was soul crushing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I was, you know, laying in bed every single day. I still uh, was grateful to have my full-time job still. Um, but it was very hard for me to get out of bed and to motivate myself to do something when I was just stuck in this house all day long. So I decided to bake a pie that reminded me of home. It was around Easter time and around Easter every year, my grandma would make a rigotta pie. She's very Italian. Mm. So I asked my dad for the recipe and I started making it and I did what I usually do at the end of a workday, which is get stoned. (laughs) So I got high, baked the pie and decided it would be kind of fun to record myself getting high and baking a pie. Um, And I had the intention of only sharing it with my friends through my personal Instagram, just to make people laugh and show people what I was doing while I was alone in quarantine. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: a a few people just encouraged me to post it to TikTok. At first, I I refused. I didn't really want to do that. I had this perception that TikTok was just for 13 year olds. And (laughs) um, I felt like maybe it would be inappropriate to show myself smoking weed on the internet. But I did it anyway. And I remember after I posted the video, I didn't log to the app again until a few hours later. And then when I opened the app again, I had like 18,000 views on my video, which is nothing wow. compared to what I get today. But True. I had <laughs> I had people commenting saying like, please make this a series. This is really cute. This is really funny. I want to see more of this. So that week um, I made a few other videos. It was my 29th birthday that week. So I made a carrot cake video. And I remember in that video, I had texted a friend of mine, um, asking him for some ideas of what I should call this high baking show. Cause originally it was called baked baking with Nicole or something Catchy
1: um, as well, but yeah, it's a,
2: it's a <laughs> bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Um, but he came up with the name dope kitchen. And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I knew that was it. And it just felt so right. And I knew that I had kind of a, an opportunity to create a brand and grow this presence on the internet. And it was really fun and exciting for me. So, um, for those first couple of months, I really only made a, a handful of other videos. I wasn't really taking it su- too seriously, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, but around June of 2020, uh, one of my videos went kind of viral and I gained like a hundred thousand followers in a week. And, wow. um, that was kind of nuts to me. And that's when I really started to like force myself to take it seriously and to consistently make content and grow a following and see where I could take this. Um, so since then I've, I've grown a lot. I started my Instagram page last June, right around the time of that video going viral. I started posting all of my recipes there. And today I have, um, pretty close to 700,000 followers on TikTok, yeah. which is still wild to me. And, um, 75,000 on Instagram. And I'm still like trying to figure out how else I could grow and make an impact on other areas of the internet. Um, but it has been a wild journey. Incredible, it,
1: Fascinating. It really yeah. is. I have and, like, such an appreciation for creators who really capitalize on the success and really want to turn it into a business and creators who have this motivation behind their content and can really turn it into a business venture. And that certainly sounds like what you're doing. So uh, I I love that you you took that opportunity to, you know, capitalize on it. Kind of jealous of that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it has. It's It's been really fun and really crazy. And it's also really nice to see other people on TikTok who are creators developing their own brands and turning what they create into a business as well. And um, this is why I love TikTok so much. Like I am kind of shocked that I was able to build such a following, um, but I don't think I could have done it as fast as I have without TikTok. Like TikTok as a platform has a way of elevating voices that are super powerful or creative. And these are people who may not have ever been in the spotlight if they only had a platform like Instagram, which is more like they're showing people content based on who they follow.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas
2: TikTok, TikTok just elevates content based on what is trending and interesting and unique. And you don't have to be following someone in order to see their content. It just has to be a good piece of content that happens to go viral. So um, I think TikTok really created this, um, this wave of influencers and content creators who create content from such a genuine place because they grew an audience almost by accident. Like a lot of people who start creating content on TikTok really don't have an intention of growing a a massive following, but just because of their genuine personality and the kind of content that they put out on the internet, people gravitate toward them because they can see how authentic it is. Um, that's, That's why a lot of people have followed me because I am very real in my content. I talk about you know, a lot of my positive days and negative days. And, yeah. um, I, I, really care about showing all sides of me because I don't ever want people to look at me and think that I totally have my shit together and I'm happy a hundred percent of the time. Um, but I, I, just think TikTok really, uh, has, has been a wonderful platform for people who, truly want to show their most genuine sides to build a very loyal following of people who are attracted to that kind of honesty and authenticity on the internet.
0: And I think that's one of the coolest things about TikTok is that kind of the growth rate because it happens so quickly, that kind of keeps the authenticity of it too because you know, you're you don't have like a year to plan, okay, I'm going to start this business in a year and along that year you change and grow it's like, boom, here we go. So, there, you know, 100,000 followers in a week, you said that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy. And so there you were like, OK, here we go. We got to we got to make a plan and execute it. So that kind of also keeps the authenticity. I mean, you're just Nicole, you're doing what you love to do and then your people find you. And I just think that's it's so cool it's it's crazy too um mm-hmm.
2: i'm it it has affected how i view myself um in in a lot of very different ways like i definitely have a lot more confidence because of yeah. what i create on the internet and how fast i saw things grow and how much positive feedback i see from my audience on the internet um i have never ever thought of myself as the kind of person who has the capability of making a big impact on people um but I literally see that just by posting content every day and seeing how people respond to it. And it makes me feel like I actually do have the skills and ability to make an impact on people in this world. And I never had that kind of confidence before. I think uh, I, I, think growing such a big following over a short period of time also has its list of cons, and it's not all just rainbows and butterflies. Um, yeah. It's kind of scary honestly to think about how hundreds of thousands of people know who I am and I know nothing about them. It's um it's weird to try to create some boundaries between what I share on the internet and what people have access to, you know? So um it's just very strange to go from being someone who lacked confidence and had low self-esteem and you know was relatively unknown to this world and to go from that to you know, having so many people tell me every day how much they love me and how much I've impacted their lives. It's, it's kind of, I don't know. It, it is a weird way of thinking about myself now, just actually seeing this response from people that I am doing something good and I am impacting people in a positive way. It's, I don't know. It's, it's strange to think about.
1: You can almost like see yourself through someone else's eyes, right? Like Mm -hmm. how they, are impacted by your content or by your truthfulness when it comes to you know your your real life. Some of my favorite videos of yours, aside from the amazing uh, cooking that you do, were were some of the videos at Joshua Tree and you just had this like realness about you.
2: That weekend, actually, when I was in Joshua Tree last month and recorded that crying and laughing video from the trunk of my car, (laughs) um, I went camping by myself with the intention of um, taking some mushrooms because I felt very disconnected from myself. And I felt um, I was very anxious and depressed due to a lot of things happening in my life for a couple of months. And that trip just kind of helped me reconnect with my authentic self and what my mission and goal was in life. And I actually did a lot of reflection on Dope Kitchen while I was out there and while I was on Trooms. Um, And it helped me kind of make some business and creative decisions that made me feel better about the direction that Dope Kitchen was going in. I think at at the time, about a month or so ago, I had been working with like a brand that I wasn't super passionate about. And I did it just for the money. And I was very disappointed in myself for doing that. So once I got back from that Joshua Tree trip, I decided to cut ties with that brand and focus on things that I actually care about. And I made a promise to myself to only put out content that reflects me as a genuine, authentic person, as opposed to just doing things for the sake of doing things. Um, So I think uh, just speaking a little bit to the business side of being a content creator and an influencer, when I first started, I think I was saying yes to a lot of opportunities that could make me money because it was just exciting to have a little bit of pocket change. But um, as things grew and I had to take it a little bit more seriously And the opportunity to make more money just kept showing up. Um, I, I knew that I needed to really shift the way I thought about Dope Kitchen as a business to make sure that I was only working with companies and people that I truly cared about and had a genuine connection to that brand. And there were still times when I was saying yes to things just for money. And I was very disappointed in myself for doing so. So... Um, that Joshua Tree trip and that mushroom trip helped me just kind of, uh, just kind of reconnect with what my my actual goals are for Dope Kitchen and and I was able to make some decisions that made me feel a lot better about Dope Kitchen moving forward.
1: So speaking of partnerships or brand deals, what factors into you deciding whether it would be a fit or are there certain deal breakers with partnerships or brands that you consider moving forward?
2: I usually try to only work with brands that I have used in the past, or if I haven't used them, but I'm kind of interested in the product, I try to do a little trial period before I ever agree
0: to working with a brand. Do you ever, have you ever reached out to a brand that you really want to work with and kind of pitched yourself?
2: I actually haven't. And that's been something that I have wanted to do. I just don't have the time because I still have my full-time job on top of Dope Kitchen. So I I balance it as much as I can. I let brands come to me and then I'll say yes or no to them. But at this point, I haven't been doing any outreach. And that's something that I will work on doing more once Dope Kitchen becomes my full-time job, because obviously I'll have to hustle a little bit more for, (laughs) for some money. Yeah. I definitely have plans on how to continue to expand moving forward. A food blog is something that I know I need to get together yeah. quickly. I have some friends that I've made through like Instagram and TikTok who have been food bloggers for years and the amount of honestly the amount of money that they're <laughs> able to take in just from advertising really? on their website is nuts.
1: Wow. Um,
2: really? And a lot of them like even publish that information and make it public. So so that other food bloggers or aspiring food bloggers can understand different ways to monetize being a food blogger on the internet and ad revenue from um from website traffic can generate between 10 and 20 thousand dollars a month. Um and it's
1: note to self Abby
2: Start cooking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, it's something that I'm not doing yet, but I know I really want to do it so that I can set myself up for financial stability and have a consistent and stable source of income moving forward. Because, I mean, I've already seen issues with Instagram potentially taking away my ability to create content on that platform because I've gotten community guidelines violations. Many of them are totally uncalled for because that app just does not have the best way of actually monitoring content. I've gotten content taken down recently because I posted the herbs and seasonings that I bought from a nice guy at a farmer's market. And when I posted about it, they thought I was pushing drugs. So oh. it's it, it's just like, I'm getting these community guidelines violations. A lot of them are wrong and it's a threat to a huge source of income for me. Um, yeah. Like the ability to share links to things on my Instagram stories is how I made a, a lot of my income through like selling my ebook via my Instagram stories or selling these subscriptions that I'm doing now through my Instagram stories. If I did not have the ability to share that on Instagram, then that's like 75% of my dope kitchen income right there. And that just absolutely crushes my business. So I know I need to take um a food blog seriously and I need to get on that fast because that'll be a stable source of income for me and that'll set me up for. Uh, a much more successful future with Dope Kitchen.
0: So all of the violations were on Instagram, not on TikTok. I've had some
2: violations on TikTok, but not enough for it to be an immediate threat to my account. And I have learned the system yeah. well enough to know like how subtle I need to be with some cannabis content on that platform. Um, I've learned certain words that I cannot say. So I start to create kind of some code words that people in the stoner community understand, <laughs> yeah. but TikTok doesn't quite understand <laughs> it. So I can say that I'm blazing and TikTok has no idea, but if I say I'm smoking weed, then TikTok, it's going to take my content down. So it's all about learning what you can and cannot do. It's a lot of trial and error, but um, it's, it's difficult being part of the cannabis community on social media when it's still not federally legal.
0: But you do a very seamless job. <laughs> yeah, thank
2: you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you. I was watching him last night and I was like scrolling through the comments because you were talking You like whenever you say like fancy butter. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking for like the one like woman in her sixties that was like, where what? I, where, where do you buy your hair? <laughs> <laughs> what brand? Yeah, yeah.
1: Whole is Foods that I wanted to talk about like how aesthetic your videos are, and how you know I- I'm sure that a portion of your following came from just the, the pure beauty of the videos mm-hmm. that you put together. So I wanted to talk a little bit about just your process for recording and and editing and sort of producing those and uh, your routine for that.
2: Sure, well, when it started, if you've ever seen my very first video, it was kind of dark in my kitchen. I had zero aesthetic (laughs) in my video um, and it was just kind of a funny piece. Um, But over time, I started to realize like, oh, my kitchen is really cute and it's really beautiful. There are a lot of fun colors in here. Like maybe I should be setting up my camera in a different way to make it look a little bit more polished, but still find ways to, you know, pepper in some of the chaotic energy that comes from cooking in my kitchen while I'm stoned. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I have these beautiful pink walls and a lot of like plants and fun colors in here. So I really just started to experiment with camera placement. Um, and I don't have any fancy equipment or at least when I started, I didn't have any fancy equipment. So I have this like candle holder, um, in my, or an old candle jar in my kitchen. And I usually just prop my phone inside of it and lean it at an angle to capture certain angles of food. Um, I've since gotten a like camera arm to Attach my phone to and I can set it at different angles. But um, I was really just experimenting for a really long time until I finally figured out like, here's where I should film some of the cooking process, or I got new equipment to make filming a little bit easier. Um, But I really just wanted to lean into the bright and fun colors that are in my kitchen because I mean, part of my mission is to break the stereotype of what it means to be a stoner. And I feel like the stereotype of a stoner is someone who's like, In a dark room playing video games and eating Cheetos on the couch and I wanted to show that like stoners can be girly too and we can be active and healthy and that's um, the vibe of my channel is supposed to be bright and fun because I want it to look nothing like what you would think a stoner's kitchen looks like my my production process has definitely changed over time I'm starting a new series called dope kitchen after dark I've posted a few of those recipes so far but um I have a a nicer camera a ring light I don't speak at all during the videos and it's just like based on music because it's supposed to be like a fun dark vibe that's kind of sexy yeah um and it just shows a different part of my personality as well but Dope Kitchen After Dark has just been my way of like doing something creative that is beneficial to my mental health during seasonal depression
0: time. Right. I love that you talk so openly about things like depression and anxiety. And now you're, you're doing something about it, which to me is just like um, incredible and super powerful for someone. You know, I struggle with depression and anxiety and you are just plowing through it with, you know, with positivity. And I think that's so amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah.
2: I, I like to be able to use my platform to set a good example for people. Um, and it's okay to be sad and to talk about being sad. It's okay to celebrate the small wins. And um, I definitely want to use my platforms to set an example for people to um, like take their time figuring things out, give themselves some grace whenever they're feeling sad and um just the the fact that i'm still able to get to the gym every day or i've created this new content format that makes me happy i want that to be a good example for people to just take some baby steps to try something new and you never know what's going to like bring some light back into your life
0: yeah
1: Have you always been a foodie or like in the kitchen or where, where do you pull some inspiration from your recipes from?
2: Yeah. Um, so I actually have this, uh, this monthly subscription through a platform called chef's feed and for my higher paying subscribers, I do a monthly podcast episode. So my podcast episode for subscribers launches today, and it's all about my relationship with food and kind of my journey through food. Um, and I used to be an incredibly picky eater when I was a kid. So I wasn't really a foodie. I just liked maybe five things and that's all I ate on a regular basis. And it was basically pizza, burgers, pasta, and meatballs. That's where my love of meatballs came from. Um, and I had like eggs, cereal, and junk food. Like that is, that was my diet as a kid, no vegetables, (laughs) Nothing, nothing cultural or flavorful. It was basically just like your very standard basic American and Italian food. Um, And I didn't start to like really expand my palate until I guess toward the end of high school. I worked at a small retail store, and the girls that I worked with took me out for my first sushi dinner. And once I tried sushi and enjoyed it for the first time, that's when I realized, like, okay, if I can eat sushi, I can start to eat a lot of other things. So let me start trying other foods. So um, in college, I moved to Pittsburgh, and I went to Carnegie Mellon University, and it's a very culturally diverse campus. And um, Pittsburgh it's it's not the most diverse city ever but there are a lot of like different kinds of foods that i could have
1: i grew up in ohio like 30 minutes from pittsburgh in steubenville (laughs) if you've ever i don't think i have my parents still live there we're in pittsburgh all the time so that's i love pittsburgh
2: i have this tattoo of a bridge in pittsburgh on my arm I'm obsessed with that city. Um, But there was a lot more like different types of cuisines pretty close to campus that I was able to try. And I just really started to expand the kinds of food I ate in college. Um, And then toward the end of college, I started to become a much more active person. Um, when I was a kid, I was a dancer and I ran track and I've I've always done some sort of physical activity my whole life, but I stopped doing those things in college. But toward the end of college, I got back into running. And when I was running, I realized like I really needed to change my diet to eat, to fuel the activity that I was doing. Um, So I got really into Pinterest around that time and started finding like healthy recipes and teaching myself a little bit about nutrition based on what I saw on Pinterest. And it wasn't always the best information and not always the best recipes, but that was kind of the start of me like learning how to cook and eat healthy food or, um, create healthy recipes that were like flavorful and not just a bland piece of chicken breast with broccoli and rice. Right. Um, and then when I moved out to Los Angeles, I started, um, just, enjoying the cooking process a lot more and um just having my own apartment with a real kitchen i um was definitely getting a lot more excited about cooking and when i became a uh, a weightlifter in early adulthood i guess like when i was around 24 25 um that's when i really started to take my diet and nutrition seriously because i wanted to eat well enough to fuel my body for my gym sessions and try to put on muscle and gain some strength and gain a little bit of weight because I was a string bean of a human being for (laughs) most of my life. Um, so, um, cooking was just something that I just started to develop a, a pretty big passion for. Um, but before I started TikTok, I really wasn't like developing my own recipes too much. I had some recipes in my back pocket that I could make easily, but they were nothing super impressive. So I think what people forget about me is that they've literally been watching my like home chef journey throughout this entire time that I've been creating content. Like my my early recipes were terrible, but I get a lot of information or get a lot of inspiration from just uh, I have a New York Times cooking subscription um, and I kind of get inspired by some of the flavors and dishes that they create. And I just t- take that kind of stuff as a framework and just develop my own recipe out of that. Like I'll tweak a lot of the ingredients or I'll make some things with some of those flavors, but in my own unique way. Um, and I've started to become really comfortable with just like cooking things with whatever I have in my house and all of the flavors and spices and sauces and everything that I can create in my house. And I'm able to just kind of like wing it now when I'm cooking dinner for myself. So, um, my TikTok journey is really like the bulk of my home chef journey where people have just seen me grow and, um, and become a better home cook just by consistently creating food content.
1: Can we get a good, um, pittsburgh pierogi on the channel
2: Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can absolutely
0: do that amazing well i wanted to hear um kind about about your cannabis journey
2: yeah so i smoked a joint for the first time on senior prom night my good friend matt uh was smoking some pot in high school and he rolled me my first joint. And that's when I tried it for the first time, but I don't think I did it right. I don't think I inhaled properly. I didn't really feel high, but, um, I really rarely touched weed for the next like five years or so. Um, in college, I I would only smoke it if it was available to me from some other student that I might've been out partying with. Um, so I probably only smoked pot, like maybe two to five times per year in college. And um, I remember the very first time I bought an eighth and my roommate and I used to smoke in our apartment bathroom on the college campus and we would blow the smoke into the toilet and flush it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I moved to California in 2014, weed was um, medically legal, but not recreationally legal. So I was honestly just too lazy to get my green card and um, I would maybe like if a friend of mine had a medical card and was going to pick up some weed I would give them some money to get some flour but I would make that flour last for so long so I still wasn't smoking a ton of weed yet um, and it wasn't until it became recreationally legal at the beginning of 2018 when I started to consume cannabis in a more consistent manner. Um, I remember going out to Palm Springs for a my friend's 30th birthday and dispensaries were not set up in Los Angeles yet, but out in Palm Springs, there were some dispensaries set up for recreational purchases. So, um, I bought like $250 worth of weed and made that last almost a whole year. And then when dispensaries started popping up in Los Angeles toward the end of 2018, that's when I started to like more consistently purchase cannabis and use it. Um, My best friend and I would have edibles every Friday and Saturday night and just like sit on the couch giggling all night. Um, And then it just kind of became a daily or weekly habit from there. Um, So cannabis is still like, you know, kind of new in my life. It's I've really only been consistently using cannabis for like three years now. Um, But again, that just ties back to me like breaking the stereotype of what it means to be a stoner like you don't have to be a pothead since you were 16 years old in order to be part of the like cannabis enthusiast community. And I'm not a heavy cannabis user at all. I may be like, if I'm having an edible, um, I'm having no more than five to 10 milligrams every other night or so, or I'll smoke like half a joint and that's it. Um, people always ask me why my eyes are not that red. And I'm like, well, I'm not really getting that high. I'm just getting high enough for a buzz so I can still be productive and have fun in the kitchen without wanting to glue myself to a soft (laughs) surface, like the couch, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's still fairly new ish to me and I'm still learning about cannabis and its effects every day, but, um, it's something that helps me relax and have fun. And of course, be creative. Um, people always ask me how the fuck I'm able to like record (laughs) the kind of like beautiful content that I do when I'm stoned, but I really just like, I get in the zone and I'm able to be creative and see things in a different way. Um, So I get like super particular about how I'm setting up my camera or how I'm recording things. And that's just because weed has helped me kind of concentrate a little bit more and focus more on the, the outcome of what I am creating.
0: Have you made like friends like near you from TikTok from just seeing your videos?
2: Yeah. Um, I've hung out with a few people from TikTok. Um, there's one girl in San Diego, Ilona Marr. Um, Mm -hmm. she is a USA rugby player. She's so funny and so awesome. Um, we hung out about a month ago down in San Diego. And then, um, there are a couple of people that I've talked to who live in the LA area. A few people that I've become really friendly with who don't live anywhere near me, but we're at least internet buddies, but, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really nice um, to connect with other creators. And um, I heard another creator say this, but like when you're a full-time content creator and you're, you're running your own business on your own, you don't have coworkers. So Mm -hmm. the the closest thing that you have to coworkers is other people who are also creating content for the internet and working by themselves in their own home. So, um, so it feels nice to just be able to connect with other people who, who get it and who are also trying to monetize their content in different ways. Sometimes we just shoot the shit and sometimes we talk strategy. Um, And it's just, it's really nice to be part of the creator community and um, have people to turn to whenever I need advice or have advice to give.
0: The content creator community is so huge that I think it's amazing that you can kind of find people that you relate to. And I've said before, but the the best place on TikTok is the friends only videos (laughs) where you can really ask the juicy stuff you're looking to know, but it's also super, I mean, I've asked for help from some of the much bigger creators than I am and they're just so ready and willing to help. So I think that it's just another, such a positive thing that comes from social media, which sometimes we got to really search for the positive when the negative feels. How would you, Describe your page to someone who's never watched any of the Dope Kitchen.
2: I am a realistic cooking channel um, where uh, I'm not a polished, put together food creator. I'm simply just getting high and having fun being myself in my own kitchen. And I want to inspire people to do the same, whether it involves cannabis or not. Um, It's totally okay to have fun and experiment in the kitchen and make things that are nourishing for your body, but also very flavorful for your taste buds. Um, And I am an open and welcoming person to all kinds of people. I love everyone and want my page to feel like a safe space for people to come and just be themselves, whether they're having a good day or a bad day. Um, It's a space for us to laugh and cry together and cook and eat some delicious food. Oh, so <laughs> good! That. You're
1: absolutely doing all of those things. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> What's something that you would want to leave your followers with today, or have them hear from you today on the podcast?
2: Be yourself and don't give a fuck about what other people think, because that's that's what I did on the internet and look where I am today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but just to elaborate on that a little bit more, sometimes I get comments from people or, or direct messages from people who seem so concerned about what other people are going to think about the decisions that they make for their lives. And my response is like, who gives a fuck? Who, hey, who gives man. a flying fuck? So just be yourself, do what makes you happy, create what makes you happy, and don't give a fuck about what other people think, because there will always be an army of people supporting you. Um, and you may not have even met them yet
0: don't give a fuck <laughs> your army
2: of bitches is ready <laughs> that. bad bitches and sad bitches yeah <laughs> bad
0: bitches and sad bitches girl
1: i love that too some of some of which you may not have met yet yeah i think some some of my closest friends now i've met online over the last year and a half
2: yes. through yeah. content
1: and you just never know
2: you never know. Well, you are lovely. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. It was so fun talking to both of you. you yes. As well.
1: you, you've taken the um, award for my favorite interview. Same.
2: I was going to say
1: that. <laughs> we totally would have totally talked about it afterwards, but I just afterwards, figured that but I'd I wanted throw it out. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nicole
0: wins the, the favorite interview yes. so far. Oh, hey. thank you. <laughs> lovely. Oh, mm. my tank is so full of happiness. I know.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So
2: thank you. It was such a pleasure to share my story with both of you. And I'm so glad we had this conversation. I usually don't talk too much about my journey as, you know, Dope Kitchen as a business, but it's it's nice to kind of talk yeah. about my journey with that thus far. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Hi, hey there. Thanks so much for listening today and supporting the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button now so you never miss an upload. We're back every Monday with new episodes available wherever you get your favorite
1: podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Also, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Social Influence Pod for the latest updates on the show and to let us know what influencers you'd like to hear from. Head over to iTunes to rate and review The Influence, a social media podcast, and we'll see you next Monday for another peek behind the upload.
0: Y'all have a blessed day. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. This is the motherfucking new podcast.